I stay bout it, I'm not pouting Break through walls and climb it mountains If you want it, scream it loud And show this world what they've been G'day listeners, welcome to the Braintainment Podcast. This show is an interesting mix between pop culture and personal development with a very wide range of guests that come on the show for a chat from the sports space, philosophy, health and fitness, entertainment and everything in between. The idea is to entertain or to educate you guys and hopefully sometimes both, either through just myself or with the guests that come on the show as we explore different ideas and concepts and have some really interesting conversations. The mission with the Brain Tamen podcast is to raise a million dollars, and that all starts with uh, building an audience and a platform. So thank you for tuning in. Our goal is to raise a million dollars towards brain injury recovery and research. So if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and family, and be sure to subscribe. With that said, strap in and enjoy this episode. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Brain Tamen Show. Today's an exciting one. I'm joined by Sydney-based singer-songwriter Tim Conlon. Uh, and I was just kicking back, we well, laughing off air just before. I was kicking back, relaxing, and tuning into his latest single, Not Enough, um, which is an amazing song. We'll talk about that a bit more today, of course. But anyway, Tim has, uh, if you're not familiar, gigged extensively, including some performances um, in front of large crowds, up to 80,000 people, supporting the likes of Jimmy Barnes, Jess Malboy, He's written and recorded a multitude of incredible songs, um, including, of course, the recent one I just mentioned, which I encourage you guys to check out. Uh, And he grew his profile some more off the back of making his way into the top 10 on Channel 9's The Voice on Team Delta, which was really cool to watch. His music is heartfelt. His voice is fantastic. um, And he's just a great guy. So I've been really fortunate to connect uh, with Tim in recent weeks as part of a collective of lads dedicated to learning and growing and uh, making our way through life facilitated by the lads at Momentum. So shout out to those boys. Um, so I know Tim also has some really important ideas around life and managing his mindset and things like that. So I encourage you guys to strap in for a really, uh, really fun chat, but also a really valuable conversation today too. So with that all said, mate, thanks for coming at the time and joining me today, Tim. Mate, thank you. That was, you know, more about me than I know about myself. <laughs> that. that was beautiful. Thanks, just, uh, replay that one on a loop. I liked it. <laughs> I can send you the recording of just the intro if you like. Just add that <laughs> to, our med- to your meditative practice. it's always fun to like uh i mentioned in the intro there that we've connected a little bit off um off air of course and got to know each other a little bit but it's always fun diving into someone's world when i've got a guest come on the show sort of learn a bit more about them and um obviously it sets up the conversation for the potty uh, a little bit better but just makes it really interesting to learn about um what you know what motivates someone what they create and of course music's been a big part of your life which we'll talk Mm -hmm. about today um but i think that's probably a good place to start actually just to set the context yeah. for the rest of the chat um could you maybe just give us the highlights really of your story in terms of how did you get into music and perhaps um the snapshot of how you end up um, at this point today what that what that has looked like yeah oh awesome I, I can kind of like trace it back so before i even picked up an instrument or started singing from a young age like my mum and dad would always tell me that i was that kid who just like Wanted, you know, wanted to be the center of attention and just like wanted that to perform always just like in life in general, like, you know, massive extrovert. Like I love connection. You know, that's probably one of my biggest values in life, just connecting with people. So then that naturally led to music. I remember like um, singing, you know, like Wonderwall by Oasis as a young kid, just like loving it. And then basically when I went to the back end of primary school, at the, the school I went to, 
so I went to high school and that sort of started at year five and year six at this particular school. And I happened to become best mates with a guy who wanted to start playing guitar. I wanted to start playing guitar and we've stayed best friends ever since. Um, he's over in Nashville now, my mate Mitch Thompson killing it. And we just, yeah, like that was the cool thing to do to play guitar. And I think if it wasn't for him um, and maybe it wasn't for me with, with him, we wouldn't have uh, kept going because it just mm. was the cool thing to do for us. And I'm so grateful that kind of happened. So that's where it started, I guess. And then, yeah, throughout school, we would, um, me and him, we, you know, we'd perform at different school assemblies. We, you know, play on the weekends. That sort of transferred into joining a band with a few other mates. Um, yeah, so that, and I was at a school that sort of supported music also as, as well as sport. Um, mm. And then when I left school, I thought, okay, what can I do as a job? And it was music. Like I just started gigging with that same mate um, together, which was so cool. And then we both sort of went solo and yeah, it just made sense to me to, to do that as a job. So I'm very, very grateful that I've got to, you know, uh, pursue my passion and do it as a, as a job on the weekends and you know, throughout the week. That's bloody awesome. Were you ever nervous? Yeah. Like you touched on there that, you know, you're an extrovert. So am I by nature. We're laughing off here about fighting for the, uh, for the airtime on the chat today. Um, but yeah, mate, you, you, <laughs> were you, did you ever find you, yourself, particularly in the early days, um, yeah. nervous to, to go up in, in front of the kids at school? Like, was there any sort of ridicule for doing, you know, um, for doing music instead of just being the, you know, the sports guy or the jock or whatever the stereotypes are? Yeah. Um, cause I feel like there's, there's a lot of people that love music or whatever their sort of passion is, I suppose, but maybe don't execute at an early age, whether it's fear of totally. ridicule or, yeah. um, or what have you. So how did you find that experience as a youngster? Totally. Yeah. I think I, I can remember getting nervous for sure. You know, um, at different times, particularly with sort of like singing, I think for me, like guitar was cooler, you know, but then singing at an old boys school was, you know, potentially a bit more nerve wracking. However, my school, so there was, yeah, music and rugby, they were two of the biggest things and I happened to do both. And some of the biggest, strongest looking rugby players are actually some of the best singers, like some kind of this Islander boys I went to school with, they were incredible. So I was pretty protected, um, luckily, um, and my school like that in regards to singing. Um, so I didn't, didn't get too nervous, but I think throughout the years, I've, I've noticed that nerves have shown up in different ways. Like I've, I've realized this is something I've actually only just started to like be more aware of, but I constantly compare myself to others and put other people on pedestals and that. And if you're doing that, there's only one place for you to sit. And I think that was where my nerves translated to into this constant comparison um, towards myself and others. Mm. Yeah. I would think particularly in the, well, in so many industries, but within music, there's, you know, it's very hard to kind of break through, I suppose, or, or to penetrate into that, um, you know, that mm -hmm. higher level of success, whatever that looks like to you. Yeah. So I can see how easy it would be in just yeah. in today's society, which almost all fields is very driven by comparison, you know, like who's doing what yeah. um, social media is obviously add gasoline to that fire. So um, how do you kind yeah. of manage that? Cause I think that'd be really good for someone listening, whether they're, a musician or not, um, I feel like the same principles apply in most arenas of life. How do you, how do you manage rec recognising that maybe, yeah, there is work to do and you can always improve your craft, but also uh, recognise that, fuck, I'm actually doing a pretty good job already and, yeah. and sort of stay in the moment, I guess. Yeah. 
I love that what you just said, you know, it's sort of acknowledging that, hey, I am doing a good job. Mm. I think if I could put it into one sentence, it would be like to know that someone else's talent won't take away from your own, just like someone else's beauty won't take away from your own. Someone mm. else's intelligence won't take away from your own. Um, but yeah, this is something that I've only just started to become aware of, you know, and um, it's... Yeah, I mean, because compare, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's that bad of a thing comparing yourself and, you know, you know, putting other people on these pedestals and that. But yeah, it's like, it actually is, I've, I've learned, it's sort of a bit of a tough pill to swallow, but it's like, it's kind of the opposite to self love in a way, you know, because you just, as I said, like, if you put someone else on a pedestal, then where, where is there for you to go? Do you know what I mean? I think it's a very so, nuanced yeah. sort of, yeah, it's hard. And I feel like this, this sort of stuff we could riff on for hours. Like it's a very nuanced <laughs> approach where it's like, I'm, I'm feel like I'm wildly competitive by nature and I kind of like, you know, I like going after things and pursuing goals and all that. But um, man, like, I don't know if you can relate, but I feel like there's, there's certainly been times where I've um, almost stunted my growth or just fallen out of love with the process of, you know, whether it's trying to build a podcast or, you know, my travel business or whatever, whatever it might be, fallen out of love with the process because I'm, you know, I'm not where... X, Y, and Z are. Um, I feel like that's a that's a dangerous game to play. And I would think for particularly, you know, as being a musician, does that affect the creative process? If you're trying to write music, perform music, and you're still and you're just riddled by, you know, comparison and yeah, that yeah. must be fucking hard. Well, I mean, do you have because you know you're a creative as well, like with all these podcasts mm. and the content you create, like, you know, with our brains, I feel like you know, no day is the same. Our mood's never the same each day. So some days our brain may be more foggy than other days. Like, do you find personally that affects your creativity? Yeah, 100%. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, very much so. And so mm. it's like, well, the question then becomes, what do you do to give yourself that space to be mm. creative, right? Like yeah. if I was, um, even just this conversation, for example, I want to be in this moment to get as much value for myself and, and mm. for people tuning in. If I'm sort of thinking about a hundred different things, I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, so for me, I turn my phone off, I turn all everything else out of the camera, block it out. So really? that's just one example. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah. it's very hard to be creative when you're um, stressing a bit. Stuff yeah. that really yeah. doesn't matter. Well, one of my uh, one of my like my biggest influences musically is John Mayer. Like I just I just oh, love it. You know? yeah, you know, like just just a musician, not just a singer, just and just an artist and a storyteller, and you know, um, and he he did this talk at Berkeley um, cause he went, he studied there and he just summed it up so incredibly with kind of what we're talking about now. He, he said that there's constantly information going in. Like, you know, this is all the content we learn, you know, the theory behind music, the theory behind what you're talking about in your podcast, like the, what you can put on paper, that's the information going in. Then there's also the inspiration coming in. So that's sort of, you can, and you know, so that information goes in, it's all there it's ready to use, but then you sort of tune into when the inspiration comes in and it's like, okay, give me my pad now. And you can start to feel when those times are, when you can really create something truly authentic and beautiful. And mm. yeah. So it's like, and when you're not always going to be in that flow, I've started to realize. Mm. So like even today it happened, I just did a story about it on Instagram. Like I went to write, I went to the beach. I was like, I'm going to do some writing now. And, and dude, nothing came out, but I've had an anxious few days. So I'm not going to punish myself over that. Like it just was one of those mornings, but you know, that's totally okay. Mm. Mate, that's, mm. it's good to know when we connect with people like yourself that, um, you know, carving out a career in something that you love that, 
it's not all wins every single day. And that some days it is like, fuck, it's just not working. But then um, as long as you don't write yourself off for the rest of the week, the month, and then just fucking give up altogether, there are going to be those days where the magic happens. Um, I think that's just a beautiful thing. And then you end up, as long as you stick with it, you end up, you know, being able to see through whatever it is important to you. And for you, obviously, being able to write some and perform some amazing songs. Um, Just on the music front, have there been any, for you, mate, any kind of key memories or highlights so far that have really stood out for you? Musically? Musically, Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a couple. I've been, I've had a very... um, uh, yeah, I've had a career that's been filled with a lot of, you know, joyful moments over the years. I think doing things like even just singing at the carols in the domain, like just being mm. in the back and choir for like Jimmy Barnes and like, um, you know, Jess Malboy and names like that. Um, doing doing the voice, like that was, that was a really, you know, great experience. And it was such a learning curve for me because it was funny, right? In the voice you think going into that, it's all about, okay, I need to be perfect in this song that I'm singing. I need to fucking nail it, blah, blah, blah. But with working with the coaches, what they actually teach you is, because they know that everyone can sing. Like everyone on that stage can sing. Yeah. They actually teach you, it's about like embracing the imperfections, you know, like kind of giving a fuck, but not giving a fuck in a way. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Because when you're watching an artist, you know, you're not going to be sitting there going, he's flat he's sharp he's off blah blah you're just sitting there going do i believe this person do i feel it yep i feel it you know what i mean and i think like and it's just like even in actors as well they have that you know like someone like tom hardy he is like unapologetic it's just like this is me i don't give a fuck what you mm. think kind of like he gives a fuck you know they they care so much what they do they love it but they also let go of that sort of care give them too much of a shit you know and it's like i kind of think of it as like yeah, uh, getting out of your head and into your heart kind of thing too. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about yeah. authentic- authenticity that's really intoxicating. And it's like, again, just staying in the music lane, if I think about, you know, some of the artists that I really fuck with, um, and, you know, I like I love all music, but I'm a, mass- I'm a massive hip-hop guy. Um, but even, even across all genres, the, the people that are really like, yeah, like they're my jam, are people that yeah. are certainly talented, um, but it's certainly not the best voice or the best lyricist necessarily. Yeah. It's they're just unapologetically themselves. They care enough yeah. and they care about their audience, community, and their craft, but they're not crippled by what should be or how they should be. And it's kind of like, particularly yeah. through a medium like music, I don't know if you find this with people that have you know connected with, with your stuff. It's like mm. you, you moved on a visceral level, and there's something about that that comes, I think, from authenticity that's just like this is fucking powerful. Yeah, totally, man. I'm still working towards that. Like I think because I'm on this journey of, you know, self-discovery and, and growth and improvement and stuff. It's, it's like how you and I met. It's mm. fucking awesome, you know. And I think for a long time, like I I wrote what I thought other people would want to hear and I, what I thought would be played on the radio and, and what I, you know, I thought I should sound like in that. But now I'm starting to realize, no, just Tim, like, you're a sensitive dude. You, like you, you love being vulnerable and real and connecting and like, that's what you value in other artists. So show people that side of you, you know, like I, I like to think of my music as just like a page from my diary that I'm diary that I'm just handing to you. Like, so I don't, you know, I've started to realize like, man, less is more. And if it's from a place of truth and no one can question it. So that's yeah. kind of what I want to bring into my music now. And that's what I will be bringing into it in the next sort of few years. 
I love that. So what does the next few years look like for you then uh, musically? Is there, um, is it, a, is it putting out some singles? Are you, is there a, um, mm. is an album that you're putting together? I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to the music space other than just yeah. being an avid consumer of music. Yeah. What does that look like for you? I feel like there's no rules nowadays. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm going to fucking make a, a freestyle album and just spit some bars. Just do it. <laughs> Whatever. I, I listen to that. Like, I feel like gone are the days of like, you know, going and buying albums and stuff from the shop. So it's like, I've always released singles, but um, I actually do next year. I want to bring out an EP, like a, a body of work, because I want I want to do more than just one song. I want it to sort of I want them all to tie in and sort of uh, relate to sort of where I'm at in my life and where I've come from. Um, yeah, you know, I used to want to be famous, but I think it was for all the wrong reasons. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like yep. it was actually about like what that could, what external things that could bring me to you know, give myself the self-validation or to like, you know, make me happy. But now I'm sort of like trying to like just do it because I love it, which is, you know, that's the way that we should look at uh, art with, I think. And so I'm, I'm literally doing it for me. And like, I just want to make music that I'm proud of. I don't need to be a, a rock star anymore. You know, like that's the most important thing. Just release music that I'm proud of and that is authentic. Mm. I mentioned the, the recent single, um, Not Enough. Yeah. yeah. What, um, for the people that haven't tuned in, I'll, I'll try and link it in the show notes uh, for people to get access to. Um, give, us the, give us an understanding of what that's all about um, and why I wrote that song. Dude, that, that song came out of a very messy breakup, um, which, you know, and it, what we, like, it wasn't anyone's fault. We both, we both loved each other, but we both had our own sort of things we needed to work through. And that song all came from the conversation I had with someone about how, because uh, a lot of my songs come from conversations like we're having now because mm. uh, that's what songs are in a way they're conversations you know and I remember just saying to him like sometimes love's not enough and I sat down at the piano and I said sometimes a hard thing and the right thing you know they can really mean the same thing I was like oh shit that's something like sometimes the hard thing the right thing can mean the same thing you know in terms of like leaving a relationship and then once I had that line it just the song just you know poured out like really quickly Man, that is awesome um is that yeah. generally what the process would look like for you sort of like a, a burst of inspiration or something that comes together that that you can kind of play with and mold is that kind of how it works for me yes like that's where my my best work comes from you know like i can i can do the writing sessions with, with other people we go into the room and we just you know start from scratch um but that's more like a business to me in a way. And it's more like a skill when it, it like, I can write it like that, but it's never anything as beautiful as it would be from a moment that we just spoke about, like a true mm. kind of moment. Um, that's why conversations are great too, because, you know, that's where you want music, music to be in a way. You just want it, you want it to speak to someone. And often we speak our truths in conversations in life. So some of my favorite writers are just more conversational. Yeah. Well, just on that, yeah. then you mentioned um, John May before, who, by the way, I, um, he, he's amazing. He's my go-to when I when I jump in the shower. I play um, the. I've, I've actually got it sitting next to me, so I won't say it. The A L E X A, because then she'll go off. Yeah. Um, yeah. To to play some of his music, and it's just it is always um, again just hits me on a limbic level, and I think that's what what's so amazing yeah. about music. Are there any yeah. other people, um, other you know, current artists or, or past artists yeah. that re- have inspired you, particularly yeah. maybe as a youngster, and then people that really inspire you um, to this day? 
Well, as a youngster, honestly, it was it was John Mayer. Like, because I my that friend that I talked about earlier, Mitch, growing up, his his voice sort of sounded like John Farnham, so he could sing all these big notes. So I just naturally try and do that too, but I couldn't sing that because my my register is just not up. Like, it's just different. So I was like, why the hell can I sound like him? Why don't I sound good? And then I found John Mayer, and I was like, oh wait, you can sound like a badass and sing, you know, much lower and just from here to here. Like, so he was always a massive influence for me. Um, a big one at the moment now, though, is a guy called J.P. Sachs. Um, okay. So he, there's a girl named Julia Michaels, who she's like one of the best pop writers in the world. She's got a few so- like big songs out. She wrote Sorry by Justin Bieber. Oh, wow. She's got this amazing song called Issues she wrote. She's one of the best. Like she's, any big pop song, she's pretty much written it. And now they've they've gone together as this beautiful couple. But his writing is just like, so conversational he just says like the most simplest kind of things but in the coolest ways um oh and it's just like yeah it's really inspiring some of his lyrics like incredible and i suppose it comes back to that sense of authenticity right which is like something that i talk about a lot in this program and you know whether it's music or podcasting or content creating or even just how you show up in the workplace you know um generally like you want to continue to hone your craft and your skill set, but if you can be like um, unique in some way, which is is, yeah. only, is is going to come naturally, don't force it. Like just literally be you. It's the most um, the most oldest and sage advice to just be you. And I feel like it gets thrown in the trivial sort of cliche basket um, mm. because it's shared so often. But at the same time, it's shared so often because it's you know pretty powerful. I would like, I know for me, mate, you know, podcasting is just one small part of my world, but it's like, if I start trying to be exactly like Joe Rogan or, you know, whoever else there is, it's, I'm just never going to be as good a Joe Rogan as Joe Rogan. Right. And that's where I feel like for people tuning in this, this conversation that me and team are having, it's like, it really applies to all areas. And it is, it does even apply to um, how you show up as a partner as a mate, you know, there's there's particular guidelines, and I think you can learn from people. But ultimately, it's it's kind of like you were touching on Tim, like information absorbing, but then also having this uh, inspiration to kind of um, let your body or your mind or whatever is going on there, whatever spiritually, whatever you're into, process that so it comes out yeah. in a way that's unique. Does that kind of make sense? Hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent. Like as we we've touched on that authenticity, authenticity is key. Um, one cool thing with that I find too, though, is like for people maybe starting out with podcasts or, or as a musician or a singer or whatever, and they're trying to find their sound or their style. It's like, I guess, don't be afraid to sort of, yeah, like find those people who you resonate with the most. And, you know, maybe you sort of initially you do try and imitate them because you're trying to just sort of sound like them because you love them so much. But then you sort of end up, but, you know, you're never going to be someone else or you. So you sort of find your sound when you almost like fail at, trying to become and sound like someone else. Does that make sense? Dude, more than you can imagine. You're not the first person yeah. I've heard say that actually. Um, yeah. you know, tell me if, tell me if I'm wrong here with what I'm hearing you say, but I heard someone say, fuck, who was it? It was like a big famous artist. Um, yeah. Might've been a rap guy as well. Anyway, they, yeah. they said something along the lines of um, to like, learn, like it was a, the takeaway was this, copy from yeah. others until you find what you are or something like that. Yeah. So it was essentially like, making movements is better than stagnation, right? So at least get in the yeah. game, start practicing, fucking up, making mistakes, learning. And if for now yeah. you need to try and get some, you know, have someone else's amuse for ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay. But 
keep doing that such that over time you can turn the goal yeah. is to turn into whatever your unique product is yeah. and it will you know it will over time turn into you because it's yeah. you delivering it you know you'll never i could try and seem like john mayer right now but i won't i won't sound like him <laughs> like just i won't because our voice boxes are different like we're different bill he's america i'm a show we just won't it's like yeah. that's cool but i think like in music and in, in any art it's like it's not that you're stealing when you like, try, you know, you sound like someone else in a way. It's kind of like you just tip in the hat, you know. It's sort of like, cheers, like definitely. I like what you did there. I like what you, he he likes what I did. And it's all, you know, we're all constantly yeah. hearing things from other people, and it's you know, turning into inspirations in, in our work. Have you ever have you worked with other artists on projects before? Like, is that something that um, that you've done or, or looked into? Totally. I mean, yeah, my writing you. Um, usually has been from more a solo point of view. Like I've done my best work there, but I, I have started to do more co-writes over the years. Um, but it, yeah, it's always different. You know, I, I think because you get a bunch of different creatives in a room, it can either be incredible or it can go fucking like pear-shaped. You know? <laughs> yeah. like me personally, for example, it's like when I write, I just like writing from the heart and what is true to me. And I don't give a fuck about the rules. I don't care if it's a big chorus or not. I don't care if there's, you know, 12 bars in the verse or 16. I don't give a shit about that. You know? But then you get like a really mathematical kind of pop producer who knows what they're doing. They know how to make a song ready for the radio. They might, they won't like that approach because they're sort of like, you know, it needs to be this, you know, regimented way and kind of like that. So again, what's wrong or what's right? There's no kind of answer mm. to that, but it just depends yeah how, how do you find then um so that makes complete sense mm. that means that you probably spend a lot of time solo uh, which which yeah. is can be good obviously introspective um yeah that process you're going to be more probably you know come back to that idea of authenticity you're going to be a bit more aware of of what's going through your mind and in your heart and things like that um yeah but do you ever find, uh, like I do a lot of work for myself solo as well. Um, and yet yes. both of us, we've, we've already uh, identified as extroverts, right? Which we're very people driven by nature. Yeah. So then ha- how do you find the lack of connection, I suppose, that comes sometimes as a result of just spending so much time in, well, isolation, I guess. Like it, yeah. I, I found that that's been problematic at times when I spend too much time just fucking hanging out, doing me mm-hmm. and, and not with other humans. Is that yeah. a part of it for you? It is, you know, I've, I've always like, I've always struggled to sit in the silence and be in my own thoughts and that, like, that's something that I'm still working on now, like trying to find more comfort and solitude and that. Um, but I guess, yeah, you know, I just try and stay present to the process and, and, you know, and yeah, right. And try and enjoy it. And then I, you know, some people, they recharge by spending time alone and then other people recharge by, spending time with other people, you know, and that's totally fine, mm. whichever way it is. Mm. I'm one of those people that actually, I actually recharge through being around other people and like connecting and, you know. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. All right. A couple, more, a couple more I want to throw out your team. So from a voice point of view, there's obviously like, um, you know, people are into different things, but I think there's, there's probably a universally understood good or bad voice to start with. Is that something that can be taught? Like, I don't know if that's like a silly question or like, is it something that you're kind of born with um, or can it, I'm, I'm obviously improvements can be made, but can anyone become a singer if they put in the work is what I'm asking. 
yeah. It's a, Based on it's your great, experience. It's a great question. Because I do teach singing as well. And I feel... <laughs> I feel like if people love it enough and they're not tone deaf, like, I mean, it's very, I think it's rare when someone is completely tone deaf mm. and you say, Hey, sing this note. And they sing it. Like my mom, for example, she'll even tell you she is fucking tone deaf and she is horrible. She even says that. Um, but I think if people really love something enough and are willing to put the work in, they can, you know, improve. Mm. It might not always be like, you know, a, a superstar that can get to a, a pretty you know a solid level kind of thing i think um yeah and when you when you mix that natural talent with hard work then game over kind of thing it's like in sport as well um but i think it's very rare cases where people can't but i think most of the time yes they can you know through hard work um and sort of that thing we talked about with you know with letting go of the the need to have this perfection all the time through our, our art. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to answer, but it is, I know it's like, and for me, it sort of comes back to like the, it's essentially the nature versus nurture conversation, which is like a whole can of worms. That's essentially what we're putting on the table here, which is not yeah. kept to a fucking five minute chat. Um, yeah. But I, I do, I like that you share those thoughts. I like to think that, um, that we can essentially change um, within very obvious sort of boundaries you know if you're three foot yeah. tall you're probably not gonna play nba and things like that but yeah. um i think in most in most platforms you can grow and improve enough to certainly enjoy what you're doing and see see progress and make a living and you know even from a music point of view i just look at some of the artists that just aren't that good a voice but they've become maybe very you know they found a sound that's very unique or or they write their music fan you know really brilliantly i mean bob dylan's just yeah. an obvious one um oh, yeah. who can't really sing but i grew up listening to bob yeah. dylan because my dad's like his number one fan um but yeah. fuck, like what a what a poet right um yeah. and then because of his lyricism you kind of connect with him emotionally and then i actually love listening to him sort of raspily awkwardly sing a song sometimes because i like his yeah. sound yeah some some people need you know a thousand different jazz chords and a thousand different notes in their voice to to portray connection and to share a story and a message mm. some people need three chords and a spoken voice like bob dylan and he can still just tell you what he needs to say and he can make you listen so it's yeah that's a, that's a skill as well i reckon some people are just storytellers and they mm. find a way for their story to be heard like he was he's just one of them is that something that you try and connect to is, is being a storyteller, like being able to take people on a journey, whether that's obviously through music, but then even sometimes just with chats with friends and family. 100%. Like, I love that. I love, I love thinking as, as music as storytelling, you know, like, and the reason why I like storytelling is because it, it brings connection. So I think that, like they're my favorite writers, you know, I've always, I've always liked music where, I feel like the the writer is just speaking to me. He's and he's saying something to me that I've heard before, but in a cool way, you know. And it's mm. like, uh, yeah, music's like a. I feel like it's like an old friend you didn't know you had, and it's just it's it speaks to you when you need to hear it most at whatever time in your life that that is. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Um, mm. I've got one more for you, and I sort of throw this at um, everyone that yeah. comes on the show. I talk about on this platform. We talk everything from you know music, obviously, but then sports, psychology, philosophy, you know, neuroscience, mental health, sort of everything in between. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of what I'm trying to get to the core of is 
like how do you live a life of fulfillment right and that's going to mean and i don't mean momentary happiness like because you know you can fucking have a block mm. of chocolate or you know um, do some illicit drugs and, and feel happiness mm. and joy neurochemically for a moment but a deep sense of fulfillment feel like yeah. um it means different things to different people and and the practices yeah. of how you get that vary of course so mm. for you tim um do you have any sort of practices um, uh, or things that you or ideas that are important to you that help you sort of move in the direction of a fulfilling life well i can tell you a bunch of things not to do (laughs) 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 we'd be here we'd be here for a while Uh, but look you know what i think that's a question that i think different people would have different answers to but there's probably a few core things that might come up a bit i think and for me in my story for example it's like and I'm still working. I'm currently working through this. Like I'm not on the other side yet. I'm still very much in it, you know? Mm, yeah, me too. And I think for me, it's like, I've always gone external to make me happy. Like whether it's from, you know, like numbing distractions, you know, whether it's from, you know, a girl to try and save me, whether it's from someone else to say, like I've always gone and I've thought, if I get this, I'll be happy. If I do this, I'll be much happy, blah, blah, blah. But I've started to realize is that it's like, you know, it comes from within, you know. Um, so I think it's about doing things that allow you to kind of like connect to that that little boy or little girl within you and and love them for who they are. Um, you know, through that group momentum that we're both in, I know it they talk a lot about having purpose, you know, um, so which gives us that drive and sort of helps us know who we are, kind of thing. Um yeah, for me, it's just, it's been about, like, I learned something the other day. It's like, in terms of relationships, like the most pure form of love apparently is like loving yourself so much that you know that, you know, although it would hurt, you'd be okay without this person. Mm. And to me at first, someone who is naturally quite codependent, um, that just sounded like, are you fucking kidding me? That, that's not love. Like that, that's, what do you mean? Like, but I'm starting to realize how true that is. Like, you, you know, it comes back to that, that, you know, that feeling of, of truly loving yourself within. Um, and again, that's something that I'm still, you know, working on. Mate, that is, um, that is very profound. And, and I, I agree aggressively um, with what you're, what you're sharing there. Um, mm. I think, you know, ultimately if, how, I mean, how powerful would it be to be in a place where in almost any situation we can derive a sense of joy, fulfillment, content, oh. calmness, you know, and not be, and man, I can assure you, you're not the only one who um, mm-hmm. has felt codependent. And, you know, I know people tuning in will relate in some way. If you're, whether that's um, with a person or a, you know, um, a job title or mm-hmm. um, ext- extrinsic things, you know, if you're dependent on those things then you're, I feel like we're in a very fragile position as soon as they're taken away, you know, we're not left with a lot else. So that journey, and that's the key thing, right. And, and no one that comes on this platform and and certainly not myself will ever say that they've clocked it. I don't think it's a a journey that you ever finish, but I feel like if we're moving in that direction and our North star is correct, just kind of really fall in love with ourselves in the right way, then, um, fuck like just having that right aligning sort of makes everything else a bit more kind of manageable and more enjoyable right yeah i mean what do you do to sort of find that fulfillment more like yeah yeah you're doing like 
Yeah, to an extent, there is for sure. So there's some of the, to be honest, one of the, there's a couple of key practices for me that are all about um, the reputation I have with myself, right? So uh, it sounds like similar to what you've touched on. I've always, um, I don't know if it naturally is the right word, but certainly in the past, I've been driven by accolades and attention and, you know, mm. um, I've always relied on um, my, my way with words. I've always been, I've always had early wins with vocabulary and language. And so I've been able to use that, you know, at the bar to get the, to get the hottest girl at the bar and just these <laughs> extrinsic things, which, you know, when you're 20, it's, you know, it's good fun. It's, it's great. But when you get a bit older, it's very like, it's just like, you're just relying on that. It's fucking empty. So for me, it's little things like cold showers, meditation, journaling, things that we've spoken about um, off air as well. Little practices mm-hmm. that are like in and of themselves provide value. But for me, I'm, I'm, I'm convincing myself that I'm the kind of person that does things for myself behind closed doors when no one's looking. So it's like, it's drilling, almost brainwashing myself for the better to, to change my sense of identity, which was previously, I can go out and do this. I can make someone laugh. I can flirt with someone. I can, you know, build a business. I can do this and get accolades. Um, But then ultimately all that matters is how I feel about myself when I'm lying on my pillow at night. Right. And those little things, particularly knowing that no one's looking, doing that for me, that gives a sense of pride, which for me is kind of the rest of it kind of takes care of itself to some extent, you know, like, I generally pursue my passions. I've been pretty fortunate to not be too concerned what people think on a broad scale in the moment. Like I said, I'd, I'd thrive on attention and in all the wrong reasons at times. But um, generally, I don't care about ridicule. You know, I'll, I'll start a new idea or project and not, and not care too much. So I've been okay there. It's more about... Um, mm am I doing the real stuff behind closed doors? So to your question, a bit of a roundabout, roundabout answer, but it's little yeah. things, um, cold showers, journaling, meditation. Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't do any illicit substances. I used to party a lot in the day. Um, I don't drink till, till passing out anymore. Just little things that um, I just never do. Yeah. I don't tell I people, I just don't feel like it tonight. I just say, I'm not the kind of person that does these things anymore. And yeah. for me, feeling good about myself when I'm by myself is it's like I feel like that's what was missing when I was very great because you know you're doing it for the right reasons too you're not doing it to get you know validation from others and I love what you just said about how it's like almost like you're brainwashing yourself to be that person who you know does those things like because mm. I mean how toxic can it be if you're, if you're brainwashing yourself with in the wrong ways you know like into believing you are that person who turns up later or who you know yeah. fucks up relationships or you know for sure. on fucking drugs. Yeah, it's like it can be so damaging if used the wrong way. Hey, definitely. So I feel like once yeah. I've got those bright lines in place that I just don't go outside of, well, now I've got it's like this paradox of like discipline creates freedom. You know, like now that mm-hmm. I've got those bright lines, I just never cross those boundaries. Now I can kind mm-hmm. of do whatever I want in those boundaries and not have to second guess yeah. it every time. That's bloody awesome. Yeah. So, and look, like you've said, I'm far from perfect, but. I think that kind of framework's been really good, um, really good for me. So, yeah, like I said at the start, man, I feel like we could riff on this, this stuff for hours, but um, hey, we could. Uh, maybe we'll get we'll on for the part two. Oh, we will. You've got away with the words, bro. You know, you're good at what you do. So, and mate, you're good at music. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't just sharing a platitude earlier. I think um, the latest Thank song. You. I'll put a link in the in the um, in the show notes. Um, but anyone tuning in, check it out. It's a great track. Um, and uh 
yeah, if you want to connect more with Tim, where can we find you, mate? Are you online or just under Tim Conlon, T I M C O N L O N. And then same on Instagram, just Tim, Tim Conlon. So we'll get the thing to yeah. come up and yeah, come up, say good day. And yeah, come have a chat. Well, thanks again, mate. It's been awesome. Lots of value. Um, and it makes me want to sort of dive into the music. Maybe it's not too, maybe it's not too late to start a career at 31. Who knows? No, bro. Let's let's do some writing. Let's do some singing. <laughs> we can, you can do the hook, the nice ma- the melody and the hook, and I'll come in with a sixteen bar rap verse. I don't know if it'll work yes. or not, but mate, no rules. No we'll rules. What you said, yeah. No, <laughs> you, can, you can't renege now. Yeah, we got this, bro. Easy. Well, my man. Um, Until next time. Thank you so much, bro. See you soon, bro. Cheers. Thanks again for listening to this episode. If you did enjoy it, if you got some sort of value from the episode, please do us a favor and subscribe to the channel. We've got lots more to come and share it with your friends and family. It all helps our mission of raising a million dollars towards brain injury recovery and research. So please share the podcast and I look forward to sharing more with you on another episode.